do you want to grow? Absolutely. Snooze, you lose. Stand still, you're moving backwards. Hello and welcome to I Want to Grow. And I Want to Grow is all about just that. We've got an amazing podcast today because we've got a very special guest star with us today. Guest, and I say guest star because that's exactly what you are. You're one of the individuals that I have watched flourish over a period of time. And I mean that. I've seen you flourish. So, Jasin, please introduce yourself and introduce yourself to everybody. So, hello. My name is Jasin Khalid Elaji. I'm an entrepreneur working in cybersecurity by day and by night working on the next most innovative business in the tourism industry. So where should I start? Do you like me to start I, somewhere I, specific I, with the idea? I'm going I'm to go, I'm going to take you back to when did you realize mm. that you were going to become an entrepreneur? So since a very young age, I've always wanted to start my own business. I decided to study computer science because I thought that would give me just enough time and give me the right expertise to diversify the opportunities that I would be able to jump into. And it was after my first year in high school that my first year in university, sorry, that I decided, you know what, I think it's time for me to look at where I can apply my skills. I was learning programming at the time, and I took a course in software uh, engineering and development, and so I had a rough idea about how I can apply software-related products to solve problems faced in society. And it was right after that course that I decided, okay, I think I have the right skills. Let me go find where technology can solve problems. Okay, you said university. Which university did you go to? So I graduated with a computer science degree from the University of Liverpool in the United Kingdom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's going to be Liverpool people shouting and cheering <laughs> right now. I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there from how, Liverpool. How did, you like, how did you like Liverpool? So the city was beautiful. The city was quite astonishing. I'm one of the people who preferred Liverpool, whereas all my friends would go to London over the weekends and every break and opportunity they would get, I would stay in Liverpool. I think it's it's a lovely city, it's small and compact where everything is, you know, within five to ten minutes of walking. And the weather was always pretty impressive there. Really? It's raining one day, <laughs> snowing the other day. You, you, you're always surprised by the weather in Liverpool. You, you'd yeah. like it there, Steve. Yeah, I, I, I've been there many times. I, I think oh, Liverpool did. was fantastic. Yeah, mm. it's, it, was a, um, I, it was a cultural city at one stage it was it had such acc accolades and so it should be you've got the Beatles you've got you've got so many superstars that's come from there and they've got a they got a small team right mm -hmm. what they okay. got two small teams yeah Everton and Liverpool so they I got wish I was into football to know as much as you do oh, dear. <laughs> they're, they're, I think that's the heart and soul of their their uh, their their city there is, is the football I think everything revolves around that but you went there to study Mm -hmm. And you learned, did you think that it, the university taught you about the entrepreneurship or was it something that just a light bulb moment? So, like I said, uh, since I was young, I've always wanted to start my own business. And I remember back in high school taking business studies, I quickly realized, okay, this is something I don't need to study and major in to learn myself. 
And so I dropped out of the high school business course and I started studying it on my own. Going into university, I kept that passion towards business. So I kept studying it throughout the four years I spent in university. So it was when I graduated that I felt like I had the right skills and the right knowledge to at least get started. Okay. Yeah. So so you, you, you felt that that was in place, but did you, who was advising you at that stage? What were your parents saying to you? Okay, get yourself a, a, the qualifications, get yourself a job, get yourself mm. settled, get yourself secure. So I think like a lot of parents, my parents would always say the exact same things you just said. Uh, focus on your studies. Don't, don't, don't go studying something else. This is your major. Get your degree, secure a job, and then once you can afford to then look into businesses. But I think all it took for my parents specifically was just for them to see that I identified a problem and now I was working towards solving it that they, saw, they thought to themselves, okay, maybe he's onto something. Maybe, maybe we should give him a little freedom. And that's when the encouragement started. It didn't take long, but at that point, encouragement came in. Okay, so let's, let's, let's stop on that for a second. How mm. important was that to have that encouragement, especially from your parents? Uh, I think one of the most important things. Uh, I'm very close with my family. Uh, that's something I'll say alhamdulillah to. Um, and I think going home every single day and having parents that would always ask me, well, what happened to the business? Where, where did you get to? Was always something that even at days where I felt tired or I didn't really want to focus on the business early on, um, that acted as constant support for me. It was the thing that no matter how I was feeling while working on the business, juggling university, eventually getting a job, juggling those three things. Um, the support I got from my parents took me a long, long way forward towards where I am today. And I'd like to thank them for that. Uh, yeah. and, and the thing with it is, I'm going to say no. And those type of things that they would, those, those, those mean everything when you've got your family and they're watching you. What do they think about Venley? And we'll go on and talk about Venley in a minute. Mm. But, but what do they think about your project? So my brother specifically, loves playing sports. Much like me when I got the idea um, with my co-founder Ammar, um, he likes trying different sports. He likes jumping from sport to sport, whatever seems fun, whatever looks extreme. He loves doing that. So when I told him about Venli and he thought, so all sports and activities are going to be in one app? And I was like, yeah, and you can browse and you can choose whatever you like. He loved the idea. So he was one of the people who would constantly ask me, uh, ask me like day by day, when are you launching? When are you launching? And I, sometimes I'd have to tell him, it's only two months into me telling you about the idea. I still haven't built the app. You're going to have to wait. But his excitement kind of got me excited for the idea even more than I already was. But, and we won't go into too much detail about your, your job, mm. but you've got a full-time job as well. Yeah. So I work in cybersecurity at the moment. The job is from, I think, 7 to 3.30 p.m. every day. End up staying until 4.30. But I never thought of working on Venli as a second job or something that drains me uh, in terms of how much productivity I have to dedicate into it. Uh, it's something that I could spend the following time after work working on until 9 p.m. And I wouldn't feel at all tired. And that's one of the things I think that goes into working on something you're passionate about. Similar to you on this podcast. Uh, I think you've told me before, you don't find this as like a job that requires a lot of effort. And so it's just something you do for fun. Exactly. That's all I do. It's, 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 uh, and when I say fun, it's just got such a powerful... To, to, to watch progress like you in the way that you've done things. And I, I, I do... We'll get into more details in a minute. But to see the way that you've progressed and how you've progressed, I've got to take my hat off to you. And it's a real... Re so refreshing because I see that where things should be done the right way. 
And there's, there's, there's no kind of, sometimes we think that we're all looking for funding and we're looking, but you've kind of, you really have, you've taken it step by step. And, and you've, you've got the limitations. Some people would say limitations. Somebody, some people would say an advantage of having that full-time job. You're in cybersecurity, so you've got that side of things that you know exactly what your application should be like because you've got to consider all these things. So there's a real advantage and, and the, the amount of time. But I love people like you when they've got to work twice as hard. They've got to work twice as hard. And that's the kind of young man that I see in front of me right now is the, 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 the time and effort you put in and the determination. So that's great. And it's great that your family supports you. And I think that's something else that's really important to mention on the, on the podcast. So what was it like when you first, where was that, that light bulb moment where you said, right, we're going to do this app? What was those first steps that you took? So the idea of making an app and building a business was always in the back of my mind, especially because I studied computer science in university. It felt like the right thing to do. It felt like I'm going to be someone who starts a business and technology is going to be related to it. And I already had some experience from projects in university when it came to building apps. So that was something I was familiar with. The idea clicked in my head when I met uh, Ammar, who unfortunately couldn't make it today, the co-founder of Venly. Um, the idea clicked when me and him were searching for different sports across the country, and we realized how difficult it is. And I asked him, do, do you also notice that there's an issue when it comes to finding sports in, in Doha? And he said yes. And then I, we, we, I think we brainstormed it for a few months, just going back and forth. Do you think this is something we can solve? And... Eventually, I think it was early 2020, we thought, you know, he has a computer background. I have a computer background. We're both passionate about business. And we thought, you know, well, why not, why not give it a try? Why not give it a try? And that's what we did. I, I, and, and another, so when you first, you said, okay, let's give it a try. Yeah. It's very easy to say that, but what, did, what were the first things that you focused on? Okay, you decided that you were going to give it a try. There was, there were, I won't say there was many more out there, but there was other apps out there. Did you not have, have any fear of looking up and saying, is, are we going to be one of many? No, not at all. See, when we got the idea, and uh, this is the mentality I've always had, and I was lucky enough to find a co-founder who shared that same mentality. Um, our decision to let's give this a try was let's meet every single day after work, sit together and just plan and plan and plan. And if we couldn't sit together, it would be over a phone call or like a virtual meeting. And we'd spend hours just brainstorming what is the perfect way to start with this idea. And from the beginning, me and Ammar alike, we always thought we're not competing with the local market. We're competing with the global market. Our competitors aren't the ones here in Doha. Although we love this country, it is one step for us to go global afterwards and to scale beyond Qatar. And so we always compared ourselves to applications that were abroad. And even though at the time I believe there were two competitors within the country, we looked at the features they had and we thought we can do this better. We can incorporate things that we learned from uh, different companies outside of the country and things that we saw that were unique within um, applications within the country and put those ideas together. And we thought, how can we go a step beyond that? And for us, it was automation. That was the little secret sauce that you, got the idea. You say Amal, right? your, your co-founder. How did you kind of then looked at it and said, right, what's our priorities? What do we have to look at first? Look at first in terms of how do we take the next step? You yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. the, with the application, what did you, what process did you look at at the very beginning? So we had to first, 
The right advice to give in business is validate the idea first. But we were both overly ambitious about it. And so we emotional. said, we were emotional about <laughs> the idea. <laughs> and so we thought, let's just go to the drawing board, you know, just sketch out a bunch of designs. And so that's what we started with. We sketched out a bunch of designs. Um, initially, it was just me and Amal doing everything. And we took the designs, we put them into a, a, a kind of designer application called Figma. And it makes uh, different application designs, UX and user experience and all of that. And so with that design, we figured out a way to make it interactive. So now you had the designs and now all of a sudden you can click on buttons in the design to go from one picture to the second picture. And when we had that, at that point, we've already invested hours of our time. We learned UI, UX. We did a bunch of things across, I think it was one month. Um, when we had that, we decided, okay, now let's go to our friends and family and let's take their feedback. What did they think of the app and what did they think of this problem? So we agreed that we'd go to sit with individuals and we'd ask them, what do you think of booking activities in Doha? And we'd listen. We would just do nothing but listen. Listen and then take notes on the side. And then once we got enough feedback from around 50 friends, uh, we decided to take it to a few local businesses, the ones with bookable activities. And we went to them, we sat down and we were like, how do you manage your bookings? We actually wrote an entire script that I can show you at one point. Um, it was a series of questions that we would ask companies to learn about how they run their business and identify different gaps. So we would always start by asking, okay, how can I place a booking? And the answers were always different. One business would tell us, you have to call. Another business would say, oh, you need to book online or, or you need to come to the place and pay in cash. And so we took note of all these different problems. And we prioritized, um, after figuring out which ones were most common, we prioritized the solution around those specific problems. An example of that is uh, limited payment options, for example. So we decided to partner with a payment gateway provider yep. who diversified the kinds of payments that Fendly accepts. A different example is how businesses told us, surprisingly to this day, we still hear it, we, we take bookings by pen and paper. So we thought, okay, automation is going to be big. We need to automate this process of accepting bookings. And we just continued that way. We just identified the common problems and started approaching them, solving them one by one, just ticking off every single box until Venly got to a point where it answered most of the problems that customers faced and provided solutions for the problems that businesses faced. Dealing with the, the when you were asking these questions, mm -hmm. dealing with those difficult answers, how, how, how did it make you feel? How did it kind of, did you, did you get a lot of kind of negative um, answers coming back or were they all praising you for what you were doing did you did you did it was it tough taking that that so you mean in terms of when we go to ask the businesses yeah, yeah. so uh, like a, a lot of businesses that we went to we, we'd speak to the manager sometimes we would push to get to the business owner um, and so whenever we would ask these questions a lot of people would assume uh, you're being intrusive well, why do you want to know how I run my business and then that's when uh, sometimes we would have to do it earlier than we would like and we tell them, well, we're trying to come up with a solution, something to support your business. And at that point, I, we, haven't, we haven't had anyone dislike that idea. They always thought, oh, okay, let, let's actually have a proper meeting where we can discuss all of our problems. And to our surprise, that list never ended. People just kept telling us of their problems and their problems. And even when we started developing the application, me and Ammar, um, we would still go back to businesses and tell them, hey, this is where we got to, what do you think? Do you think there's anything more that you would like? And we found out if you keep asking, people will keep telling you things. So that, would you say that the market research you've done, how important was it 
in your whole growth period? I think it's one of the most important things. I think if we didn't validate the idea when we had the designs, there could have been a big chance, and this goes with any business, of you building and investing so much time, effort, and money into an idea, and then there not being a market for it. I think one thing that we realized after making all the designs is that it's not a good idea to build something and then see if it's in demand, because then there's a big risk in that. You're going to be launching the app within days, right? Yeah. Um, did it ever get to a stage where the the money side of it was you were just seeing all this money being poured into a hole mm. and you thought, oh my word, when is this ever going to stop? So I have to admit that was more me than it was Amar. Amar was the, was the person who was like, we have day jobs, we can afford this, we don't need any kind of investment, Let, let's just keep doing it ourselves. Uh, eventually, you know, it's an investment at the end of the day. Um, but we, I, th I think we got to the point where we were asking ourselves, are we investing too much in this? When we started adding features, like I said, we would keep sitting down with businesses and they'd keep telling us, we'd like this, we'd like this feature, we want this. And so at the start, we were inexperienced and thought these are things that we need to implement. And so we would just um, spend money to develop, spend money to kind of make the features, design everything, spend our time. Um, it was mostly our time, in all honesty. It took a lot of time to do. Um, but eventually we, we learned our lesson and we thought, not everything that is suggested or recommended is a need to have. Some things are a want to have. And that distinction helped us separate um, the things that are attractive and the things that are necessary. When we made that distinction, we were both very reassured in that, okay, this investment is worth it. The money we're spending is worth it because these are problems that need a solution. It's not us just throwing to make the app more attractive. It's actual um, implementations that are solving problems. And so, so it was enough for us. How many is in your team? As of now, so we have around, I would say, 16 people, 16 Six. people in the team. Um, most, I think, because our applications are natively developed, and what that means is the app for iPhone was developed separately from the app for Android. Yeah. It wasn't developed once and put into both phones. And the benefit that gives is the app ends up being smoother, it runs better, uh, there's more features, and it's more intuitive to use. And so we needed developers for both Android phones and iPhones. And so most of our team, the 16 people, uh, are comprised of developers. We also have like a few people in marketing, around four. And we have an onboarding team, a group of people who directly visit businesses around the country, present the idea, show them the value that they get out of being partners with Venly. And in all honesty, they're, they're, they're the hustlers in this idea. But in the beginning, yeah. there must have been only two. In the beginning, it was just me and Amar. I think for I think it was for six months. We we were the ones alone, sitting down, um, brainstorming the idea, setting the business plan for the next five to ten years. We were the ones who came up with the whole design for the application that you see today. That was something that me and Amar kind of drafted from scratch. And in the initial stages, we were also the developers. We put in the time to learn the programming languages that we needed to learn in order to start developing the app. So Ammar learned the language to program on iPhone. I learned the language to program on Android. And we started developing. But eventually we realized, okay, we're learning and developing at the same time. It's taken us six months to make a home screen and a few other pages. Um, we're eventually going to need to hire more people or outsource the project. And we ended up deciding to do that. And that helped us progress more. We were able to focus on the more important things on the business side to drive the idea towards a success, while the development was something that we continue to this day to monitor and guide, but the actual coding is 
done okay, by the... Okay, but I'm going to throw it... But you're still not launched yet. Mm-hmm. Correct. Did you... Was that on purpose? Yes. So we realized when we were building the app um, that there was no market for it. Even when we were approaching businesses, the businesses we approached early on, they were very supportive of the idea. And it was around five or six businesses that said, yes, I, I would like the solution. But everyone else was hesitant. You know, it's, it's an application that lets you book multiple things. As you know, we're not just sports now. And so there was a lot of hesitation of, is this even going to launch? Um, I need to see it before I can agree to invest in the idea or even show my listings on Venly. And so that hesitation made things difficult. So what we decided to do is we decided to move on straight ahead and keep meeting with businesses and identify more and more of the problems that they face. And we did that, we made that decision with the sole purpose of making Venly enough of a fully fledged system that it's able to cover all operations of a bookable business. Because then how attractive is that for a business that is missing a few key elements? And so we started building and we continued. And we were lucky enough that by that time, we had a few other competitors that started showing up in the market. And we never thought of that as a disadvantage. They were introducing the market for us. We knew that, okay, we have competitor A, B, and C. They're already launched with MVPs. We're not building an MVP. With Venly, we were going zero to one. And so while they built MVPs, went into the market, built that familiarity of booking apps, um, we came in after and said, oh, well, you see application A, B, and C. We're Venly, and we provide more value, and this is how. And we show them the technology, we show them the automation, the uh, control that we give to businesses, all the statistics, the analytics, the support, and all of that with an attractive package of being a team that just aims to support that business. It's not just an application, we just throw it to you here, manage your business on this. No, we are very involved as a team with supporting our businesses. And as I mentioned to you um, in our previous meetings, um, we haven't launched yet, as you said. We're launching in a few days, hopefully. But even then, we sit regularly every one to two weeks with uh, our business partners that agreed to join uh, just to see how they're doing, advise on how their business is running, get feedback on our application and stuff like that. And that's the kind of relationship we want to continue as we progress with Venly. I, I'm going to move on to your, your partners and people that you're working with. Mm. But how important was it that you're the best pitcher I've, I've seen in a long, long time, <laughs> literally. I've seen Happy you, to you I remember Startup Grind. And I remember you doing the pitch and it was just, it was, it was effortless. Thank okay. You. It was effortless. How important was it to have, in those first six months that you and Amal was the only ones that were doing everything? How important was that period? Is that why you pitched so well? I have to attribute part of it to that. Yeah. I, I think me as a person, I learned the most and, and I perform best under pressure when I know that, okay, I need to do this in as little time as possible, as best as I can. That's how I thrive as a person and that's where I perform the best. So building up to the day that we participated in the startup pitch competition uh, that was in Doha, um, it was all that. It was all waking up, going to work, gym afterwards and then working on Venly to prepare the presentation every single day with Amar having knowing very well that we're trying to juggle this between sitting with family going out with friends working on the business keeping a healthy physical body and that put a lot of pressure but I think it was the reason that we ended up 
getting to the stage where we were confident in what we do. Because we were able to handle um, kind of, we were able to handle building Venli and getting to that stage under all the pressure, even though we learned everything and, and went through the hard path of not taking mentors, not going into an incubation program. Um, so we got to a point where when we were going to the pitch competition, we knew that we were pitching and presenting something that we worked on in every single aspect, whether it was the slide about marketing, it was something that we did, whether it's building the application, that was something we did. And so we had that confidence that we're presenting something we know about to a very, very high extent. The one, and you've just answered my question mm. for me, because in the best possible way, because I look at sometimes the, the people that are pitching out there and or they're, they're doing a startup and they're looking to raise finances or tell people about their product. What they tend to forget is, is that, that it's having all that background with it being able to do all those jobs that's the one thing like you know the back like you know your own skin right the back of your hand nobody could tell you anything about it you know it you feel it you, and it's it's got a you've got to have a feeling a love about it then sure. it runs more smoother and i think that sometimes the pitch is just you've got to have everything else in place without shadow the business side of things but you've got to be able to to talk about your product in the best possible way so now we're now we've talked a little bit about that what are you trying to raise finances now are you is it something that you're trying is it easy to do that so we've been fortunate enough to have people already approach us and and say hey if you ever need money we're ready to invest. There's people shouting out there right now We've saying, you're so lucky. You're <laughs> so lucky. a lot of people. That's something we're grateful for. Um, but again, and I would like to thank Ahmad for this, we've had similar mindset in like in almost every aspect of building Bentley. And one decision that we made early on around the time we got the idea was we're not going to hire someone on our team unless we know exactly how to do that job to the extent where we could do it entirely by ourselves. Um, but we're only hiring someone so we can focus on other things. Similarly with investments, we don't need, we didn't need investments at the start or any kind of funding because we knew we could build this ourselves without giving equity, without requiring more money from people because it was more of our time that we were investing rather than the money that we were investing. So for us, that was something that we were blessed enough to be able to afford. And so at no point when we were building towards the launch in the few days, did we ever feel like we needed money. We were looking for um, resources and the right employee to kind of approach the right business and the, like the proper marketing team and stuff like that. But money wasn't something that we felt we needed because at the end of the day, you get money to uh, buy resources. And that's something that we felt like we were resourceful enough to build things towards the point of launch. Of course, after we launch to scale the whole idea, we're going to end up going for those funding opportunities. I, I think that, that people listening to the story because it's all about the story. It's all about the journey. It's all about those those problems that you're solving and, and what you're looking for. I I, I, take, I, I literally I, I I'm lucky. I'm I'm privileged to meet you because I I think I think you've done an amazing job and you should be a a, a huge um, a huge inspiration for so many because I, I feel you've done it right I think that you've taken it step by step you've looked at the detail also and I know that just because of the way we've worked with you but you have taken such care and attention with the detail side of things 
to more than I've ever known with a, a young startup. It, it's been incredible. But you've you want to take care of every detail. It's not something that you 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 want to uncover every stone. And that's what I like about you guys. I think uh, I think everyone who goes into business needs to do that. You need to know the ins and outs of your business in all aspects. I think that's the only way that you can build a business that you truly understand and. The only way that you can confidently say, this is my business, I built it from the ground up, and I'm going to scale it. And I hope that not only through myself, but through Venly and the different businesses that me and Amar plan on building, that people see that and recognize how important it is for an entrepreneur to know every aspect of their business. And I hope that's what inspires people. I, I, you're going to be an inspiration, I'm telling you, because, it, and, and this is, I, I would say, okay, the podcast called I Want to Grow. And I keep on saying to people, it's the people that are coming onto this podcast, it's not about their growth. It is because they all want to grow. We all want to grow. And that's why we named the podcast, because everybody wants to grow. But with you, which we're going to go into the next part of this, this, this interview, is it, it's not about you or your business partner. It's about what you do for others, your 16 employees and your people that you're working with, with the application. So tell us the, the kind of, and, and revenue stream. So everybody always says with a startup, they go, um, are you gonna, how are you gonna monetize this? Mm. It's like, you had an idea, but I want you to tell us about those, those things that are already appearing where you're gonna monetize in so many different areas. Okay, okay. So there are things that I won't be able to say, unfortunately. Oh, no things problem that are at in all. The works. No worries. Um, but when we got the idea for Venly and in our initial stages of building the whole um, platform, we always thought commission. You know, we're going to take a small commission per booking, and that's what we're going to rely on to uh, build the platform, advertise for, the, for Venly. And we thought that was going to be it. Through studying business and through sitting with our business partners, we learned that there were multiple opportunities to make money, uh, multiple opportunities to get revenue into the company so that we can develop and grow faster. And in all honesty, as much as me and Amal love innovation and love thinking of new ideas, most of the revenue streams that we thought of were recommendations from business partners. So for example, when we built the application's uh, initial draft, the first one, um, we sat down with a business just to propose the idea and take their feedback on it. It was a business of a close friend. Um, he suggested, well, I, I would like to be featured on the home screen. Can I pay you guys for maybe a featured section? And I remember the reaction, me and Amar, would, we would just look at each other and pause for a second and then say, we were doing featured on the home screen. And likewise, more opportunities came. So we had people who eventually started asking us for uh, consultancies. A lot of people told us, um, do you work with any business consultants? Like I have the statistics and analytics from Venly, but can someone um, translate that to me in a way that I can scale my business and grow? And so we were like, okay, we'll partner with someone for that. Similarly, sim similarly for photography services. So we set up some, when we were demonstrating the app after it was developed, this is around five months ago, um, we put some very attractive pictures on the listing dummies that we have. Your, your, your application, I'm telling you, looks <laughs> you amazing. It. It's, like, it's stunning. You showed me the other day. And I love, love, love it. It's so clean. It's so crisp. It's so informative. It's, I want to do all the events ourselves. And I'm going to come on mm -hmm. to something with you in a minute where I think we can, we can do something here. I look here. forward to hearing well, Watch this one at the end. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we put attractive pictures of uh, dummy listings, you know, because we're showing a demonstration of the application. And... Almost every business that signed said, I want my listing to look just as attractive. Can you guys do photography? We're willing to pay. 
And so we partnered with a few photographers and now they work for us to do photography for all the businesses that we're partnered with. And similarly that way, we kept adding more revenue streams. Most of them are around marketing and providing different services for our partners, but it also goes beyond that. And we're hoping that one day um, we can get to a point where we can grow and scale as fast as we hope to, because we do want to get the solution to the GCC region and hopefully internationally as well. I, 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 and I know that we can't talk about everything we spoke about the other day, but um, I was just so taken back with, with the way that you're helping your clients, not just by putting them on your application. You really mm -hmm. do care about their business. You really do look at it and see how you can best possibly support them. And, and that's the one thing that I, I'm just so taken back with. Not, not, I'm, I'm proud of you, really, because there's, we need to help these young businesses. And some, it could be the make or break literally of doing this with somebody that needs your help we've had examples of that yeah of course mm -hmm. and so this is what i like about you and, and you're so i won't say unassuming because you're a powerful young man um in every sense of the way you're Thank the you. way that you conduct yourself the professionalism the way that you speak the i i just admire all those those aspects of you sure. and and everything that's coming to you right now i'm really excited for you because i can only imagine what you're starting to be, be thinking so that's my next question is what are you feeling right now days to go before you launch what are those things that are in you at the moment so as confident as i am in the idea and as confident i am that inshallah, as we say, um, this business is going to grow and help a lot of business owners solve their problems. I am nervous and I have to say, I did not expect myself to be as we were building this, but I think it, it, it gets nerve wracking at one point when you think of the anticipation of we're going to launch, how many people are going to like it, how many people are going to give us feedback and a bunch of things to fix. But it's not the kind of nervousness that's backed by fear. It's the kind that's backed by excitement. Like I cannot wait to hear the feedback from the customers that first start using our app and to get feedback from the businesses. I think it is one of the most overwhelmingly, uh, in a positive way, overwhelmingly exciting things that I've looked forward to my entire life. As I told you, I've been thinking about starting a business for a while and we're approaching the days as we speak towards me finally getting to launch that. So I don't think I can put into words how excited I am for it and how nervous I am because of the overwhelming excitement that I have for it. Do you stand sometimes with a mile and think, look at what we've done? Yes almost every single time. And we feel that way, especially when we'd sit with the business owner who would tell us a problem and we just solved that problem like a few months ago. Like someone would tell us, um, oh, if someone calls, how can I block the um, slot within the application? And then we'd go, well, you just click this button, simple as that, it's done. And the, when we see happiness on their face, like, oh, this is, so this is solving a problem that I face as a business, that is everything to me and Amal. Because yeah. we just, to us, that's all the validation we need. Like even if Venli is only used by this one business, that's more than enough for us. Because we are solving a problem that someone faces. So at moments like that, during the meeting, and especially after, we'd walk out, look at each other and say, we're helping this business. Like that is something that we feel incredibly proud of. Incredibly proud of. I, I, I'm just I, again. I'm I'm taken by, back by by your comments. In the I'm way sure you experienced the same thing. You helped our business as I, well as many other businesses. I, I I just love what you've achieved. I love what you've done. I, I love the journey that you've been on. And I think that that um, you're going to be one of the the startups that's going to go very far. 
here without so. a shadow of that and i and as I, as you said you're not looking at just the guitar you're looking at the the whole region and and i've got to give you credit for that because again you're looking you're thinking big you're you're, you're thinking that you can do this i love what you're i love what you've achieved so far and i can't wait can't wait to um to support you in any way that i can one of the things that i'm going to say to you now is is where i want this to go on i don't want this to be the first one that we do in the last one so i'm going to suggest to you what we do on a regular basis is that we we look at one of your applications or one of your not application one of your business partners the uh, jet ski or the kite surfer or somebody else or somebody else or somebody else and we'll decide on a monthly basis what we're going to do okay. one week one month you decide one month i decide okay and then we're going to do that and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about that business on the podcast with the business owner with the business themselves. owner i think that's exciting uh, exciting right yeah you have to meet some of the entrepreneurs and business owners i've met i, I think I, you would love most of them i can't tell you the way that i feel right now talking to you and i, I the hairs on the back of my neck goes up on end because i i've been thinking about this because i don't plan a podcast there's nothing that we plan right now but i i've been planning this one and i'm thinking how can i best support their application and how can we best support the activities on that application how can we do those things and we can bring more people and and expose a lot more people to the wonderful things that you're doing so and we can do that and we can also get to know the individual and their story and we can talk to them and we can we can grow with them we can we can try and promote them as much as possible so that's something that i'm, I'm hoping that we'll pick one and i mean this we're going to pick one i think the, it can be a regular thing like you said of on course, a monthly basis once a month bring one business partner one business and mm-hmm. we'll go and trial it We'll go to Salty Kites again, the site curve with, yeah. with Rashid. We'll, we'll try it out. We'll say, okay, get me up on that board. Book it through Venley, go enjoy it, exactly. and then bring the business owner and ex- do a podcast. Ex- exactly. I think it would be beautiful. But beautiful. Mm. So I think this is something that we're going to we're gonna do, and it's going to be beneficial to everybody out there, especially when they're, they want to go and do something at the weekend. And we'll bring offers and we'll bring competitions. Ah, there's, there's just so many things that we can do. So that's something that we'll, we'll, we'll do. Well, coming to the, the coming to the end, it wouldn't. If I came to the end of this podcast and I didn't ask you, what tips would you give? Because and and you're still in the early days. You're still in the early days, but you've done from my side. When I look at it, you've done everything right so far, and you've got that determination, and you've got that love, and you've got that wanting to empower others and to support and to provide. What would be your tips to any startup out there right now that was wanting to do the same? If you have the time, don't undermine the value of learning things yourself. That would be the first step. If you can learn things yourself, you have the time, put in the effort. It is so much more worth it than finding someone who knows how to do finances, finding someone who uh, does your marketing, for example. If you have the time, put the effort to learn that specific domain. When you understand it enough, sure, hire someone, focus on other things, but put the effort to understand things. Um, That's one tip that I would give, and it's one tip that I keep telling my friends as well. Um, Another tip would probably be that for for people who don't have ideas, find problems, Uh, look around. There's a lot of problems that technologies can solve. There's a lot of problems that if you build a community, you can solve as a community. Um, there's a there's problems everywhere. I, I think uh, coming up with an idea to build into a startup is a matter of finding a problem 
and then coming up with a solution that a lot of people can use to solve that problem for them, similar to what we did with Venli. And I think I think that's something that a lot of people need to hear, that you, you can start a business. It's not something that only this person or this person can do. Um, look at me, for example. I didn't study business at university. I didn't take it in high school. It's something that I just learned along the way, sitting down with the right people, um, watching the right reference material. Most of the stuff these days is free online. You can learn a lot of things for free online. So don't feel like you need a degree to start a business. I've been lucky enough to sit with a lot of people, um, some of which you'll end up meeting through business partners um, that ended up building their entire businesses from scratch, having no business degree, having no business background, um, barely any money to start with. And as of now, there's some of the biggest businesses that partnered with Venli. And I think it would be a delight to hear from them. Oh. Uh, you'd love meeting them, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but there's, there's so many tips you can give in business. I'm, I'm still early in, in, in being an entrepreneur where I'm still learning. Most of my time now is just spent learning. Um, so those would be my two tips. If, if I was to throw in a third tip, it would be to network with people, to connect with people, network with people, um, just be someone who, if you need to figure out something um, while you're building your business, be someone who can go and find the answer. Don't rely on others. So, for example, um, when we needed to draft legal contracts, for example, we knew how to network through different people, talk to this person, and eventually we came to your, your company. And so that's one skill that I would always recommend to people as well. Network. Just go to every event in the country. Uh, go meet people. Go sit with people, whether it's in a majlis or a conference or a meeting. Just go meet people. There are so many ways that... You will help people, and in a lot of different ways, you'll end up getting help. I, th I don't think there's anyone I've ever met in, in the entrepreneur ecosystem in, in Qatar that I haven't helped or haven't received help from. And I, I think that's one of the blessings of being in a country uh, as small as Qatar, because there's a lot of people who have, despite the country being so small, there's a lot of people with big hearts. Powerful, right? Yeah. It is powerful. I think it's it's something that if you don't capitalize on the opportunity, what are you doing? You might as well go meet people. Like everyone is within reach. And it's from an expat perspective, it's, it's, it is our country, right? Mm -hmm. An expat, we're treated that way, right? And, and I look at it and I, I kept on saying, even in the early days, I kept on saying, don't underestimate Qatar. They've got it in their hearts. They've got the will. They've got the desire. So that's what, and, and Qatar is a wonderful place, and, and, and look at you, you're shining. Thank you. You're shining. I got to say from the bottom of my, my heart, that was a magnificent podcast today. I loved every second. I loved all the advice that you gave, and, and it was a special one. So thank you so much for coming on the, Pleasure's on the podcast. Pleasure's entirely mine. Thank it, you for having me. Oh, dear me. It was, a, it was a great one. Um, so let me sum that one up um that for me again i say this every week and i and i mean it every week too these are special moments for me these are special moments where i learn i i get enthusiastic i get enthusiastic enthusiastic about these stories i get tongue-tied as you can tell but but these these memories for me are are limitless all you've got to do and i keep on saying to you is all i got all you got to do is go out there and try to help somebody 
I know Jasin goes out there on a daily basis, on a daily basis, and is trying to empower other people about his business, not trying to look at the ways that he's going to make profit. That's going to come in time. But right now, it's all about providing that service to others and empowering him and empathize with those individuals and understanding their problems and issues so he can solve it for them. So that's basically all you do. Listen to this podcast with joy, because this one is something, something special. Take notes and make sure it improves your business. Thanks very much for listening this week, and I hope you enjoy I Want to Grow. Mm-hmm.